morning and welcome. Happy Tuesday, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And, man, it is another, I don't even know, it's a crazy day pretty much almost every day now. You, you got to believe some kind of level of bull uh, to understand what's happening all all over the world. I mean, we got North Korea getting ready to meet the president in Vietnam. Uh, we, we, I guess we're starting, uh, more than starting, we're trying to remove somebody uh, in power down there in Venezuela. And I'll say this, it's not an oil thing. Something much deeper than that. It's not about the people of Venezuela either. It's a banking thing. Uh, you know, Venezuela is one of those countries that just doesn't want to cooperate. So they just need to, uh, well, get it fixed. I, I, I don't understand it. I really, truly don't. Uh, Jay Powell, the new head of the Fed, testifying in front of the banking committee as we speak. Janet Yellen came out to... Well, I guess bash Donald Trump, and, and I'll say this. Listen, it is high time that we got rid of this central bank. It's corrupt. Uh, it, you know, evil is the word I would like to use. You know, when you start thinking about history, you trace back all the wars and all the other things, right? They're always at the heart of it. I always say, right, you got to follow the money. Uh, but right now, Jay Powell giving testimony uh, in front of the banking committee. We had uh, a bunch of data points out. I'll get to those. We had earnings out. Uh, Home Depot missed, uh, which was kind of a surprise, right? They're, they're one of the, I guess, the retail darlings. Uh, they're down today. Caterpillar being hit today, as well as cl more clear signs of slowing uh, today we had some housing, uh, quite a bit of housing data out. Housing starts, and this is what I don't get, right? When you sit there and you look at, at, at data like housing starts and you see down double digits, uh, down, uh, what was it, 11 or 12% down on housing starts. This was a uh, December number on housing starts. Uh, and then you sit there and you look at housing sales, right? And we know about that area, that debacle. Then you hear about housing pricing. Case Schiller was out. Home prices falling again uh, in the month of December. I want to say it's the ninth straight month of month-over-month month declines in housing. But don't worry. Everything's just fine. By the way, there are some bright spots in housing. Las Vegas, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, okay. I, I always view Las Vegas as kind of the armpit of, uh, you know, the of the West, but Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Atlanta. Notice what's no longer on the list. Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, San Diego, Right, all the the ones now. So we're we're moving farther down the list, but I'll, I'll get you up to speed on all of those things and so much more. But what what we when we get back, we're gonna hear what Janet Yellen had to say. Fascinating. 
Listen, it goes a long way in getting all of you to understand why it is you need to protect yourself. You truly do. Uh, big announcement. And I, I get ready. You know, we seemingly now have these big announcements every couple of weeks. Starting tomorrow at 4 o'clock, 4 o'clock Mountain and 4 o'clock p.m. Arizona time. So right now, uh, Arizona and, and, we, and Colorado on the same time. Eric Cedarstrom will be on 1360 KHNC. For those of you that, that don't uh, have the ability to listen live on your radio, go to allamericangold.com and on the right-hand side, You'll see the 1360 KHNC with the American flag icon. Click on it, and you'll be able to listen live. That is going to be every day, Monday through Friday. Eric Cedarstrom is going to be start. He's going to start doing a show. This is not a gold show. It. It. it I, I. Who knows what he's going to talk about? But you know, it's going to be great. Make sure you start tuning in uh, and as we get through this listen, I, I, I will I will lay it out for you we're going to start at an hour we're going to work on uh, by the way starting give us another week or so the, the sound quality of that show is going to be phenomenal as well uh, we're going to have po- podcasting will come and I, I, I already know a lot of you are like oh I want to listen to it I want to listen to the podcast we're working on it as we speak. I got the tech geeks. They're clicking and clacking on the keyboard. I have no idea what they're doing. But we are working. I, I'm hoping to have a podcast for our Colorado shows. Let's keep our fingers crossed, but before the end of March, that will be done. So right now, if you want to listen to Eric, starting tomorrow, 4 p.m. Mountain Time, which right now is also 4 p.m. Arizona Time. Uh, We're going to start with an hour. So from 4 to 5, Eric is going to be live. And like I said, we're going to start with an hour and grow it from there. Uh, If you want to get on board, you want to start advertising with KHNC and get on board with Eric, give us a call. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. 800-951-0592. Brilliant comments out of Janet Yellen. Uh, the, this was yesterday in a radio interview. Just fantastic because it really tells you all you need to know. The central, well, the ex-central bank chief questioned the president's comprehension of monetary policy, as well as his understanding of basic economics. Right now, here's a guy that, you know, before he was president, and even now, right, a very wealthy individual has, I don't even even know how many properties, right? You know, tens, 20, 30, 40, 50, hundreds. By all accounts, a successful individual. 
Whether you like them or not, who cares? Right? That's irrelevant. But what she said was that she thinks the president does not have a grasp of economic policy. See, because you know what? Listen, he's just not smart enough, right? And let's face it, all of us aren't smart enough to get a grasp of basic economic policy. She went on to say that I doubt that he would even be able to say that the Fed's goals are maximum employment and price stability, which is the goals that Congress has assigned to us, she said. I want you to, let's just take that piece. We're going to, we gave, and I say we, the bankers engineered a coup that gave them the power, at least according to uh, the powers today, these weren't the original mandates, mind you, back of, in 1913. The, the, they added the full employment thing later. But we gave them the mandate of maximum employment and price stability. But we also decided, and I say we, that we will allow them to determine how we come up with the numbers that reflect employment and price stability. Right? It's the classic, the, the wolf guarding the hen house. See, and I'm, you know what? I'm okay with we need some form of bank regulator, obviously, right? right? This is where everybody puts their money. We got to have somebody that, that keeps order. And we all know what a horrible job they did. Right? Because a little over a, a decade ago, they were all going to be insolvent while they were sleeping at the wheel. Worrying about, quote-unquote, maximum employment and price stability. In the interview, she said that the president made comments about the Fed having an exchange rate objective. I'm sorry, an exchange rate objective in order to support his trade plans or possibly targeting the U.S. balance of trade. And you know, I think comments like that show a lack of understanding of the impact of the Fed on the economy and appropriate policy goals. How dare he tell us how to do our job? Right, and this is what they do. If you question them, the answer is always the same. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking. You don't understand. 
And it doesn't matter if it's Trump. They did the same thing to Ron Paul. They'll do the same thing that anybody that dares to question them. They'll dust off that old... uh, They'll dust off Warren Buffett to tell you how great they are. Right? They'll dust off all their billionaire buddies. They'll get all the media channels to tell you how if you just want to put a few hundred dollars in your 401k, it'd be worth millions today. How many more times are we going to listen to that crap? Right? That's all we hear from everyone. If you want to just put blah, 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 into that, it'd be worth billions of dollars. And think about what Trump said, because he was right. Hey, the dollar's too strong, right? It's killing us in trade. He understood just fine. Quit raising rates, you idiots. The economy's not that good because your numbers are all phony. And, you know, think about this logically. What if, and it's not going to happen, but for all of us logical people out there, hey, you know what, I'm okay, let's just say that that we give them this mandate. Somehow the bankers control employment, which you know is nonsense, and price stability, okay? So so these are the two things. Notice how they didn't say uh, maintaining the dollar's purchasing power. They don't say that. Now, just price stability. In other words, just keep gradually losing your value. That's what we want. (laughs) But here's the thing. Fine, we give them that. Okay, let's not change that. Since they like it so much. Right, it's their little darlings. Anytime you question them, they throw this in our face. They're saying, hey, this is our job. But we're going to have independence in how that data is tracked. In other words, listen, I don't want your fancy formulas. Right? I, I don't need... You're seasonally adjusted, and your uh, <laughs> your economic theories that don't work, right, as we're realizing now, right? We're just going to track these things honestly. See, we used to do that before 1971, right? We, we used to track things honestly. Well, uh, That's probably too strong of a word. Uh, More truthful. How's that? Little less seasoning, if you will. Right? (laughs) They they put down the, 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 the seasoning, you know, a little bit back then. And then let's see how well you're really doing. See, they don't want that. No one believes inflation's 2% or below 2%. It's not even close. Right? It's just like 
the I, I broke down the cars for you in the Fed's opinion, in Janet Yellen's opinion. Let me let me just say this again. She said that the president does not comprehend monetary policy as well as his understanding of basic economics, okay? And again, this isn't about Trump. I don't don't care, right, whether he's smart enough or dumb enough or whatever. It's not what it's about. It's about them saying to all of us, this is really what, what she means. You don't understand what you're talking about, so why don't you shut the hell up? Because according to us, and I'll just use a new car, because that's easy. According to the central bank, the price of a new car has fallen from 2017 to 2018 and from 2018 to 2019. According to their comprehension of monetary policy and basic economics. See, it's just basic economics, double. I know that the sticker price has gone up 8.5%. But you see, we're in charge of price stability, not to mention employment. So that number doesn't work for us. See, that that number makes us look bad. So what we're going to do is we're going to come up with our nice economic theory and we're going to create the, these this whole mathematical equation. I mean, it's really complicated. Matter of fact, there's hardly any numbers in it. Now they're just kind of signs. And I'm not talking about the sign of pi and the greater than and the less than sign. I'm not talking about multiplication or division or, or addition and subtraction. Not those signs. Right, I'm talking about imaginary numbers, right? Flying unicorns. You can buy that index fund in 1942 that Warren Buffett was telling you all about that never existed. Those are the signs. See, you just don't understand. The actual price of a new car has gone down. Matter of fact, in the last 23 years. The price of a new car hasn't changed a cent. Yeah. How about that? Right? Isn't that magical? See, if, if the problem is I didn't know this. The problem was that I just don't have the comprehension of monetary policy. That's all. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like the president. I lack understanding of basic economics. It's a miracle. Right? The next time you go down to the car dealership, just tell them, hey, guys, you know, Mr. Courtesy Chevrolet, right? Hey, you just don't understand basic economics. I know you want $100,000 for this Lincoln Navigator, but basic economic policy says it's 42000 See how that gets you.
See where that goes. Right? And you start to understand the idiotic behavior that we're witnessing right now. And here's the funny thing. They're trying to tell you the president's the idiot. And he may be. But not about this. Right? He may be an idiot. I don't know. I don't know the man. I know he's made a lot of money. But this is the not this is what they're talking about. Right? And I and I just laugh. Because they do it all the time to us, don't they? Right? Oh, well, if you just would have done this, man, it'd be worth $2 million, $3 million, $5 million. Right? It's all, everything's better than gold. Really? But all these people in their 401ks, they don't have millions of dollars. And you know what's so funny? They're not, it's not like they, they only put $1,000 in there or $100 in there. You know what most people end up getting out of their 401k? What they put in. That's usually, you know, that's, that's about what you get. When you think about it year after year, all the money you've put in there. Yes, we'll be back with more uh, of this I don't understand basic economic policy when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. With every passing day that the ridiculous Mueller investigation is allowed to continue unchecked, more and more people are realizing just how much of a witch hunt it really is. Representative Louis Gohmert of Texas expressed his caution about Mueller's fitness to conduct this investigation by releasing a scathing 48-page dossier. Although Representative Gohmert's grievances are backed with evidence, you won't find these stories on any of the major networks. Representative Gohmert expertly picked apart the life and work of Bob Mueller in a way that has never been done before. Armed with personal experience and extensive research, Representative Gohmert opened his dossier with a bold claim. It doesn't matter who he has to threaten, harass, prosecute, or bankrupt to get someone to be willing to allege something, anything, about our current president. It certainly appears Mueller will do what it takes to bring down his target, ethically or unethically. As FBI director, Mueller was involved in all kinds of shady dealings. When Representative Kurt Weldon became an outspoken critic of the way the FBI mishandled 9-11, Mueller's FBI launched a phony investigation into Weldon. Under Mueller's authority, the FBI raided Weldon's daughter's house after tipping off the press so they could record the whole thing. When Weldon inevitably lost his re-election bid, the entire investigation completely disappeared into thin air. Is this the kind of fair adjudicator that we want to indiscriminately give millions of our tax dollars to to investigate our president? Representative Gohmert put it best when he said, though FBI jurisdiction has its limitations, Mueller's ego does not. Whether foolishly forcing out the FBI's top talents, violating citizens' Fourth Amendment rights, or handicapping FBI agents with only politically correct training, Mueller clearly has a long history of incompetence, grandstanding, and vengeance. Can anyone who has ever looked at Robert Mueller's history honestly say that Mueller deserves a sterling reputation in law enforcement? 
This is the question Americans need to ask themselves. We cannot allow Bob Mueller to continue his unconstitutional attack on our president. Let's end the Mueller investigation. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we think it's time to take Washington back from the power brokers. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're organizing a grassroots movement to stand against the deep state bureaucrats who control government. For the latest strategies, go to phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. AU, $20 Liberties. For those of you that don't know what an AU is, that is a almost uncirculated gold coin. Of course, the Liberties from 1866 to 1907. This was a coin. Think about this. For its whole life. And by the way, there's a Liberty series, series earlier than this. But but this particular series, 1866 to 1907, yes, they made Liberties uh, before that as well. But those, those are much more expensive. They never had a central bank. Mm-mm. Nope. Gold didn't have to understand, you know, basic uh, economic policy. See, gold didn't have to understand that. What was $20 in 1866 was $20 in 1907. Simple. See, today we got, well, what was... $20 in 1996 is now $55 today, but because of how we do it, it's really zero, right? A new car was $17,000 in 1996, average new car. Today, that number's $35,000. Hmm. So a new car then, new car today, they're not the same. Weird. Again, I guess I don't understand basic economic policy, Janet. Isn't that weird? Everything seemingly costs a lot more today. My health insurance in 1996, I was a single guy. Uh, I want to say a month. Now, granted, I worked uh, for a drugstore chain that I paid uh, like 40 bucks. <laughs> you know, if I got sick, my copay was $5. Right now, I pay anywhere from 35 to $50. Just to walk in the door. And now my family, I pay 750 bucks a month. And the first 10 grand's on me. But Janet Yellen and basic economic policy, it'll tell you, hey, no, it's not that much. Nah. See, you just don't understand. 
See, you're trying to do things logically. That's not how it works. How about this little chestnut she threw out there? When I continually hear focus by the president and some of his advisors on remedying uh, bilateral trade deficits with other partners, I think almost any economist would tell you that there's no real meaning to bilateral trade deficits and it's not appropriate objectives of policy. See, there's no meaning. It's fine. So what if we're running half a trillion dollar trade deficits? There's no meaning to it. And I guess she's right on this part. You know what she's saying? The money ain't worth it anyway. Because we, you understand what a trade deficit is, right? That's money leaving one country and going to another country. Right, and she's sitting there telling that you know all these smart, all these economists apparently. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you don't you don't get it. You don't know what you're talking about. See, because of the trade deficit, right, we got huge debts. Don't don't we? And usually throughout history, I know, I know. This would, you know, cause them to have to look at things how they actually are and not how they look uh, behind a textbook. I, I know. The countries that were the world's supplier were the dominant country. Period. We used to be that country. See, you know how long we were that country? We were that country when a $20 gold piece in 1866 was still a $20 gold piece in 1907. That's how we did it. Henry Ford, right? said, hey, I want every one of my employees to be able to buy the car we produced when a $20 gold piece was constant. We didn't have this uh, price stability concept because it wasn't a concept. It was actually reality. But you see, the banks couldn't make any money like that. We can't enrich ourselves if you're going to do that. Why would you need to put your money in the bank then? <laughs> right? I mean, it, it, it really baffles the mind that she could come out and say, hey, you know what? That's idiotic. Yeah. We could run trillion-dollar trade deficit. It'll be fine. Right, because you know what? We'll just print up more money. Yeah, don't worry. And then we'll lie about it. And, and, 
And I, and I sit there and I'm starting to think about when is it time? When is it time to end this game? How, how broke are we going to get before we get rid of this central bank that we should have never have had to begin with? They steal wealth. It's what they do. Right? You think about, you know, everybody's talking about it again. Hey, we're back in that spot again. Was it a spot in the 1800s? No. The the late 1700s? Uh-uh, no. Was it a spot from, like, 1866? No. How about a spot from 1907? Mm-mm. The spot that they called the Great Depression. After we created a central bank, Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 So I've got these AU $20 liberties. The almost uncirculated. Look at it. Think about it this way. Somebody in the late 1800s, early 1900s, got this $20 gold piece from their local bank. And this gold piece probably was delivered by stagecoach. Right? Maybe it got minted in the Philadelphia Mint. And the person that got this $20 gold piece, let's just say he lived, I don't know, New York City. Maybe he lived in Philly. And so the Mint, they make these $20 gold pieces, and they put them in those burlap sacks that you see in the old West movies, right? You put it in the burlap sack. They actually did that. And, you know, they, they'd go on the stagecoach and the and the bag would what? Go up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. Some of the coins got a little more beat up than another one. And most of them got what? Used. Right? They went to the bank, got the $20 gold piece. Then they went over to the... Uh, to the blacksmith or they went to the supermarket or they went and bought a cow or they went and bought this and then that guy used it to buy something else and so on and so forth. But not this one. Not the ones we're selling today. No. These ones really didn't get used. Somebody put it under their mattress, put it in a drawer or or you know what? It just sat at the bank in that sack. And maybe that bank used it to pay somebody, uh, a foreign government or something. Maybe it got put on a ship and headed over to Europe. But either way, it stayed away from circulation. It really didn't get circulated very much at all. These are going to be, you know, really nice-looking coins. That's why they say AU, almost uncirculated, right? Almost. 
right? Someone maybe took it out, like I said, put it in their mattress. Maybe it got used one time and then got put away. Who knows? And think about this. That was interchangeable with a $20 bill. For all of us that don't understand basic economics. See, we just don't get it. Trade deficits are fine. So what? Think about think about it this way. Think about gold leaving America, right? Oh, we owe the Chinese again. We owe the Chinese again. We owe the Chinese again, right? What happens, right? We start running out of gold. <laughs> Hence, when we closed the gold window in 1971. And now Janet Yellen tells us how it doesn't matter. Today I've got these, uh, and, and there's only 50 of them, right? And you don't get as many a, a, as you get up into these grades. Right now, a regular $20 gold piece is $1,445. Uh, gold is uh, unchanged today, not really, just hanging out, 1326 bucks. These are $99 over spot, 14 and a quarter today. At 800-951-0592. Before we had to understand basic economics and before we had to understand price stability, okay? From 1966 all the way to 1933. Now, I, I went to public school, but that's 34 and 33, 67 years. It's a long time. 67 years. That thing was worth 20 bucks. Do that today. You know, let, let's just see how well the central bank is doing on price stability. Do things today cost more or less than they did in 1952? Because that'd be 67 years ago. This is the type of thing that we had before the central bank. We went 67 years. Would anybody say that was a bad 67 years? Well, it only got bad right at the end, right? Right, we let the central bank in in 1913, and by 1929, they had ruined it all. You know how they wanted to fix it? Let's just take the gold away. See, that's the problem. See, the problem is we can't make things cost more if we use gold. Who wants that? We want to enrich ourselves by making people poor. Because what happens when you make things cost more? I mean, just think about it logically. Every year, things just cost more and 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 more. Do you have more people doing better or less? It's a simple question. I know that that's probably not basic economics that I'm asking, but it's a pretty simple question. Are the majority of Americans going to be better off if things cost more or less? 
pretty simple basic economic question, isn't it? That thing that used to cost twenty dollars is now fourteen hundred and twenty-five dollars. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. U.S. twenty dollar AU Liberties. You know the series eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven. They're twelve or fourteen hundred and twenty five dollars today. Eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. You know what's funny? Let me give you a great example. Do you know what the national debt was in eighteen sixty six? It's a little over two billion dollars. Do you know what the national debt was in nineteen thirteen? A little over $2 billion. Hmm. It's pretty stable. Now the national debt is $22 trillion. See where we're at here? See, because we don't understand basic economics. Yeah. Or in price stability, forget about it. I mean, what a great job they've done. Right? They came into power. We had a $2 billion national debt. It's now $22 trillion, and they're telling us how good of a job they've done, and we don't understand basic economics. 800-951-0592. U.S. $20, AU Libs, 14 and a quarter. I still got rolls of half dollars, by the way, at $130 a roll. So if you're looking for silver, jump on that. Silver Eagles, I told you the story there. Uh, Two-week-plus delay, uh, premiums up $0.25 an ounce, and we'll see how it goes from there. Already, already, we've almost bought 50% of all the Silver Eagles sold last year in the first seven weeks of this year. That tells you what's happening. That tells you all you need to know right now. Nothing's doing anything. Gold's unchanged. Silver's unchanged. The Dow's unchanged. Right? Jay Powell testifying in front of Congress. Hey, forget about the housing data. So what? Forget about Home Depot and Caterpillar because we're doing a great job. Just ask us and we'll tell you. There's no inflation. They looked everywhere. They did. See, you know, because they've got a basic understanding of what price stability really is. And, and of course, us out on the street, we don't understand. Listen, I understand really well. You're bankrupting us. Right? Bankrupting us. And we have the worst inequality since the Great Depression. It's a sign. Listen, we've done... We've seen this before. I, I can tell you with certainty what's going to happen. 
right? And and I know it was different, but gold went from twenty to thirty-five bucks. Seventy-five percent increase in the price the last time this happened. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Don't forget tomorrow afternoon. It's the return. The man, the myth, the legend, Easy E, at 1360 at 4 p.m.